Thank you for joining me. Um, I was watching Professor Henry Louis Gates the other night. He does this program on genealogies of uh, well-known people in, in our politics and culture. And uh, what interests me about the show is not so much the genealogy itself, but I'm more interested in it gives a great glimpse into American and world history um, in previous generations. And in this particular program, he had on two prominent African-American uh, citizens, one of whom was um, Marlon Wayans from the Wayans Brothers, who did a celebrated television program and who's a uh, very well-respected um, comedian and, and producer, and also a woman whose name escapes me, but who also is a well-known television producer of many programs. And what struck me was that in both cases, their ancestors, um, after the Civil War and after emancipation and after slavery, and at a time when you had, you know, terrible racism and, and Jim Crow, both became super successful. Both became landowners. Both became businessmen. In the case of Marlon Wayans ancestor in South Carolina, he became uh, a what uh, Henry Louis Gates described as a mogul. He said he was essentially like a black Donald Trump, owned 200 acres of land. He was, you know, very successful. And um, yeah, this is a side of black history that is not portrayed by the white ultra-liberal narrative, of course. But putting that aside, it makes me think, and again, this is just thinking uh, off the top of my head, but that's what this podcast is all about, and that's what I like about it. That's what I hope you like about, uh, you know, podcasting and, and uh, th that you can think things through. It occurs to me that this, that a major motivation of Jim Crow and official, you know, racism was not only based on bigotry and racism, which certainly is, is there, but also on fear that the black community was going to rise up and become, fully realize its potential, become super successful in all areas. Um, as which it did in many cases, more cases than are discussed. And that the Jim Crow and the, 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 the Plessy versus Ferguson decision by the Supreme Court, separate but equal, all of these things, the official racism of the southern states and the unofficial and informal racism of the northern states, it was also meant to keep black people down from growing and from realizing their potential and to confuse people and to, to, to distract from, from the real issue there. Um, you know, similarly, uh, you know, Nazi Germany's attempt to keep Jewish people down and, and, and their success and to, re to uh, appropriate their wealth. And, um, of course, the left has sought to appropriate the growth of the private sector and the private economy in every, every generation. And that was part of this. Um, you know, we, we have, uh, and I think that that agenda was replaced in the 1960s by the left's co-option of what was a Republican idea, which would have empowered black people by getting rid of the vestiges of uh, formal racism, Jim Crow laws and whatnot, and allowing black people to, to take their place 
as, um, as fully successful citizens of America by introducing various hateful modalities. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, they sought to destroy the black family with massive welfare programs and encouraging people to take money for not working as opposed to encouraging, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the growth of economies. Uh, the destruction of black education, where children would be taught these quack methodologies like look-say reading, so they'd be semi-illiterate and wouldn't be able to achieve all that they were meant to achieve. The destruction of the black church, which was a great moral force. Um, I think the black church actually is, is responsible for having reinvigorated the white church in America. That was uh, corrupted by people like Margaret Sanger, who paid off ministers to promote abortion. And, uh, you know, the left, which used it, which is anti-religious, anti-faith anyways, and which sought to replace faith with, uh, you know, racial rage. Anti-business attitudes, which hurt the ability of black families and black entrepreneurs from getting into business and getting ahead. You know, in other words, they hurt the black economy. I mean, the black economy thrived anyway in spite of them. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King pointed this out in his speech in Memphis before he was assassinated. Um, the, um, I'm getting a call here. Anyway, the, the whole business model, if you will, um, was meant to keep black people down back then in the form of formal racism. And starting in the 1960s, that was replaced by primarily, predominantly white people who were on the left and who were revolutionary, uh, you know, types who believed in using black people as cannon fodder for their demented revolution. And uh, that this is the conspiracy against black people. Anyways, I'm going to go on because i got a live program coming up, so I want to thank you for joining me. Have a great day, everybody. I shall return.